Thank you. Thank you very much. You're right, Bob. That's a great painting. Thank you. It's going to have a, a special place in our house. Uh, before I get going, uh, Mac, you forgot one item that you used to destroy in the dressing rooms. That was coffee pots. I hated coffee pots, too. They were, they were an easy target and not that expensive. It's hard to describe in a few minutes my feelings about this night and this incredible honor, but I'll do the best I can. Let me start by repeating what the great Lou Gehrig said, being honored at Yankee Stadium in 1939. Today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. First of all, let me thank Chris Russell for for what he's always done throughout his career. He's the ultimate team guy, and giving up his jersey number four is just another example of that. Thank you, Chris. And thank you as well to my old team, the New York Rangers, for the wonderful mementos I received at the fundraiser last night in Ford Hall and for uh, some of the team members being out here tonight. It means a lot to me seeing you guys here, and I thank you and I appreciate it. And of course, all the trainers, medical staff, coaches, and players of this year's rendition of the Oilers. It's been a thrill, as MACT alluded to, watching you guys play. I wish you all good health and continued success this season and into the playoffs. And thank you for taking the time to join me and my family and us out here tonight. I want to take a second to thank the owners of the Oilers throughout the team's history, all of which I've had the opportunity to have worked with for uh, about 40-plus years in the NHL. Uh, thanks to Peter Pockton back in 1979 for bringing NHL hockey to Edmonton. Peter and his wife always treated the team so well. Oilers fans witnessed the evolution of the greatest player in the, his, in the NHL history, the greatest leader in NHL history, as well as a plethora of Hall of Famers. Thanks to Peter for taking a gamble on the NHL, and for all of us who knew Peter, he was a gambler. Thanks to Cal Nichols and the Edmonton Investors Group, who in the mid-90s stepped up to save the Oilers and keep them here in their rightful home, Edmonton, Alberta. It's people like Cal and Gary Gregg, Bruce Saville, Jim Hole, and the Edmonton Investors Group for having the love for the city and the Oilers. And because of them, we're all able to be here tonight watching the making of a future Stanley Cup championship team in the Oilers. And lastly, thanks to Daryl Cates for stepping up 
when it was time to take this franchise and this city to another level. Without Daryl's vision and passion for the city and the Oilers, it's highly unlikely we'd be sitting in this world-class facility tonight. Thank you, Daryl, and thank you, Renee, for believing in Edmonton. Hopefully your dreams of one day winning another Stanley Cup come true for you and for Oilers fans. The reason I'm standing here tonight is because of the success we had, and most of the people responsible for that success are here on the ice with me tonight. There are a few people who aren't here, however, but, and I'd like to mention their names. Most notably, my first defense partner and mentor, Lee Fogelin. As rookie NHL players, we benefit having people like Lee, Ron Chipperfield, Colin Campbell, and others to show us the right and wrong way to behave as professional hockey players. I owe so much to all of the early day Oilers, but particularly Lee. During my 19 years, I had a small number of defense partners. In fact, only four. Besides Lee, my D partner for eight seasons, uh, three others I'd like to give my sincere thanks to are Craig Muni, Sergei Zuboff, and Dan McGillis. And a couple other D-men, although I never played with them too much, I'd like to mention, because they're wonderful players and wonderful human beings, and I learned a lot from them. That's Randy Gregg and Charlie Huddy, both five-time Stanley Cup winners as well. What's most special for me tonight is to be able to be standing before you with my family and my best friends. Craig McTavish and Craig Simpson. We've experienced so much together personally and professionally all these years together. I can't thank you both enough. I cherish our playing days together and our run in 2006. As coaches, the two of you, along with Charlie Huddy and Billy Moores, deserve to win a sixth cup for the Oilers. I cherish those days, but I cherish our friendship more. Thank you both for enlightening me, igniting me, and being wonderful friends to Karen and our family. And to all the banner members on the ice, thank you so much for being here. Al Hamilton. Al Hammy. Hammy, I was 20 years old. Hammy was 39 years old. We sat beside in the dress room. The class and the professionalism that he represented was along the lines that I was talking about Lee Fogelin. Uh, Al only played one more year afterwards, but then went on to be a community leader, and that's where, if anything, I benefited most in terms of his leadership and mentorship. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's not here tonight. We all owe him so much. Were the Oilers great because of Gretzky, 
Or was Gretzky great because of the Oilers? We'll never know, but if you ask any of the Oilers, they'll tell you we were great because of Wayne Gretzky. Yari Curry, the Jean Beliveau of the Oilers. Soft-spoken, distinguished, intelligent, a class act all the way around. The best thing about those Oilers teams is no one ever pointed fingers as to who was responsible. Everybody took that responsibility. And the next guy was the best example of that, the most selfless teammate ever. He was, it was always his fault and never anybody else's fault, and that's Grant Fuhrer. Mark Messier. We're best friends. We were best friends. We laughed. We lived. We cried. We partied a bit. And we laughed and cried some more. The biggest thrill for me was seeing Mark hoist the Stanley Cup in New York after 54 years the Rangers not winning the cup, and he called it. Glenn Anderson was the perfect teammate. At times, we didn't hear him too much in the dressing room, but we knew where he was on the ice, generally running over the opposition's goaltender, Andy brought that family atmosphere to the dressing room as much as anyone. And uh, we all remember the salmon sandwiches in Vancouver, which was the key to the order's success, we all know. <laughs> Rod Phillips couldn't be here tonight. He's a banner man as well. Rod. Rod loved the team so much, at times we thought he cared more about the wins and losses than we did, actually. He was so passionate. He is a legend. And last but not least, I guess the person I'll be beside up there, Glenn Sather, Slats. We owe a lot to Wayne, as I mentioned, but we also owe a lot to Glenn Sather. It all started with him and Barry Fraser and Bruce McGregor. Uh, I would say that uh, he taught us everything. He taught us how to work hard. He taught us how to be respectful. He taught us how to dress. He told us when we went to New York, don't go to the bars, go to the museums. <laughs> Not sure we always did that, but... Uh, at least we thought about it. And his wife, Anne, a wonderful woman who was always there almost as a mother for us, although she looked like her sister. <laughs> to my family and my friends here tonight, thank you for your amazing love and support. My biggest fan before my wife, Karen, 
was my mother, Jessie, and she would love to be here tonight, and I feel she is. Thank you. To my siblings and extended family, love you guys. Thank you for being here. And to my wife, Karen Percy, what can I say other than I'm sorry for not waking you up at 7 a.m. this morning like you told me to? Because I was at the office writing my speech, and it was a big day. But seriously, you retired from skiing at 23 years old at the very height of your career because having a family was more important to you than skiing accomplishments. You raised our children at home while I was tra traversing around the world chasing hockey glory. And come to, the th uh, come to think of it, it just dawned me early this morning, it's another reason why I always will be indebted to Wayne Gretzky because he introduced us, so he really is the great one. I love you, dear. And to my four children here tonight and son Keegan, who completely is completely choked up because he couldn't be with us tonight. I'm so proud of all of you. You guys are my everything. And last but not least, to everyone here tonight and Oiler fans everywhere, none of this happens without you. All the thrills and memories, the Hall of Famers, the Rangers and the Oilers playing here tonight, none of this happens without your amazing support. So on behalf of my family, and of all of us who had the good fortune to play and work in the NHL, thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, as Lou Gehrig said, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Thank you all. Have a great night and enjoy the game. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.